A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by the folks at Maxis and Renthal. Uh, please check them out, flyracing.com. Formula Helmet, of course, is the pinnacle of protection from those guys. And uh, for 21, they have a Formula CC now. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Great, Same great features as the Formula, safety-wise. Just a little different shell to uh, help bring the cost down. So now you have two models of the Fly Racing Formula to try and, uh, and choose from. And, like I said, an incredible protection line uh, of helmet. And uh, thank you to fo- folks at Fly Racing. The, they've completely redesigned the light pant as well. It's got the boa on the front. No zippers! you got to check that out. No more zippers on the light line at flyracing.com. Something new, something cool, and uh, our guy on the line here, Chris Kiefer, absolutely loves it. So thanks to Fly Racing. I want to thank the folks at Renthal as well. They make mountain bike bars, as we'll get into on this podcast. They have a whole line of mountain bike bars and stems, and they have them in two different sizes as well. But they also come from the Moto Company, of course, whether it's a 7.8 bar, the Fat Bar 36, the regular Fat Bar, or the Twin Wall, Renthal.com. For more information, uh, you can go there and find all about what you need. The winning brand in manufacturing and design for the last half century, Renthal, continues to lead the world at the very top level of sport. They amassed it. They have amassed more championship titles than all competing brands combined. Holy shit. Who knew that? Uh, Renthal.com. And uh, for more information, check them out. And uh, they got a real cool bar chart there. If you're Tyler Medaglia, you can go on there for hours and just just play with that. Uh, So thanks to Renthal.com. And of course... Maxxis tires. Maxxis makes great mountain bike tires, whether it's the Minion line or the the new Estego. I have them both, and uh, they're really great. So thanks to the Maxxis guys. MXSTs used by A-Ray. And uh, when you look at uh, 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 Justin Rodbell out there, absolutely cr- crushing at Jeremy Smith as well, doing very well on Maxxis tires. So those guys have been doing a good job for the Maxxis guys. And our buddy A-Ray, too. <sighs> He's been he's a rare. He's fine. Okay, so just, just he's putting a lot of effort in. Let's let's go that way. Uh, so thanks to those guys for coming on board and uh, and let's get into this. This is the review of the brand new Intense Taser MX e bike. So this is going to be a heavy e bike review podcast. I want to ask Kiefer about the twenty one CRF four fifty at the end of this thing a little bit because he's he's got some uh, knowledge on that. As well, but mostly this is for our, our buddies at Intense that want to get the word out about this new Taser e-bike uh, that is geared towards the MX crowd. So to uh, talk about that, try to convince me that he likes it. It's Chris Kiefer. What's up, Kiefer? How are you, buddy? Hi, Steve. How are you? Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. I never thought you would be doing this. I never thought you would be doing this, but you are. I never thought I would be too. I never thought I would have an e-bike in my garage. That's what's weird. 
Yeah, really, right? Now you have it. Uh, the, the guys at Intense got you one uh, to try. So you're, all, you're, you're, you're one of the media guys. There's only like six of these out there, by the way. So right. very rare right now. Yeah, and honestly, like I wouldn't pick yours up, wouldn't pick mine up. Um, so I had a couple for a couple days. So it was, uh, it was kind of cool. So like I said, I'm not an e-bike guy. I wrote uh, an article over on pulpmx.com from a total beginner's e-bike outlook like i don't own one i think i've rode two or three times with you so it's not like i know a whole hell of a lot about these things so i am the guy that you see at the moto track that doesn't check a sag doesn't check his air pressure in his fork i don't have a sag tool i don't have the right gear on i'm that guy in the e-bike world but to be clear, though, Kiefer, you do ride mountain bikes. You are a mountain bike guy. Uh, it's what you do for training and uh, for for you know for lots of things. So you have a lot of tr- lot of experience on mountain bikes in general. Yeah, I ride a lot. So as you know, Sedgy is a big part of my training program. And as as much as I ride, I still have to train and try to keep myself in shape to ride dirt bikes. So the tool is the mountain bike. And as you know, I bust your balls a lot about. Not having a normal pedal bike in your garage, but that could be an argument for a different time. Yeah, I don't really want to get into our e-bike issues we have with each other on here. Right. We've hashed it out on the Pulp Show. Correct. You know, um, there's no reason to, to, not ha- to, not, to get a regular bike when you're me. And, right. and, and what I find is interesting is you are, you are getting, you are fighting a losing battle, my friend. You have Travis <laughs> Preston. Who uh, loves to be in? Sh- he's, a, he's a CrossFit maniac. The guy's ripped, and he has an e-bike and loves it. Uh, your buddy Janky Mike uh, bought an intense taser and absolutely loves it. And your buddy Greg uh, is now looking at an e-bike to purchase as well. So you are uh, fighting a losing battle here, son. Yeah, it's a blizzard, and I have no shoes on. I'm walking uphill right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. So, um, yeah, so the guys at Intense, basically this thing's available through Power Sports dealers only. Uh, so uh, motorsport.com, your local shop, anybody who's able to buy from Parts Unlimited, which is most dealers out there, uh, can get you this bike. And that is it. It, it, is, it doesn't even, even the pulp code doesn't work on this um, direct. This is sold through the guys at Parts Unlimited, and uh, it, is, uh, it is available at Power Sports dealers uh, nationwide. So by the end of the month, it, they should be uh, here and in stock and, and everything else. So that's something different from the guys at Intense. So uh, this is a Taser MX, and obviously by the name MX, you can see that it's, it's, it's for guys like uh, the Moto Crowd. So um, they have a Taser bike right now. Kiefer, that's, you've ridden that a bunch. There's a Taser Pro yep. model, a Taser Expert model, and this is uh, same frame. All carbon frame, just like the uh, expert in the pro, but this has a Olin's coil shock. It has an Olin's 38 millimeter uh, triple clamp fork on it, which is different from the 36 Fox and the air shock on a regular Taser. It has 35 millimeter Renthal bar. The uh, standard standard bar uh, OD is 31. Um, it has Magura brakes. The regular Tasers have Shimano brakes. Um, right. So they are trying to partner with Moto companies. Uh, the folks at, at Intense are. So that's why you see Renthal and Magura and Olin's uh, all on this bike. Of course, Maxxis as well. They're a moto company, and Maxxis specs the tires on here. So that's kind of the goal, Kiefer. What do you think of the overall objective of what Intense tried to do here? Look, I think we had John Eric Burleson in the in the studio one time, and uh, I mentioned that how inspiring this dude is. Like, 
Yeah. He talks. <laughs> he is like a football coach. Like, I'm all in. Like, if I was on John Eric's team, I would go to war for this dude. And I think a lot of these ideas come from, from John Eric. And as a moto guy, I think it's cool. And the, the things that you mentioned um, makes me um, want to be a part of getting a bicycle that is kind of moto-esque, right? So the thing I noticed, too, that you didn't mention, a couple things were ODI and lock-on grips, yep. which is very cool. Yeah, and by the um, way, well, this I'll tell you what. This is a welcome addition because I know the guys from Intense are probably listening to this, but the stock Taser grips are just terrible. So when I saw the ODIs on the Taser MX, I was like, thank you, thank you. Okay, so let me ask you this. This, this Intense Taser MX comes with the rear brake on the left side, just like the front brakes on the right side, like Moto Inspired. Do you have your other no. brakes on the other way? I do not, and to be truthful, I didn't even notice that at first. Um, I was just like, okay, cool. Like, oh, yeah, look at that. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of used to it. I, I don't have my bike set up the Moto way, and some people do that. That's the first thing some people do on their mountain bikes. But for me, yeah, uh, you know, it was like, ah, whatever. And then it took me... I don't know, you know, five minutes or something, whatever the first time I rode the, the Taser Max, I'm like, oh, hey, look at the front brakes on the right, you know? it yeah, was. So I got buddies know. like Andy Jefferson. They switched their brakes up. So yeah. I never have personally. So when I got on it, literally just like what you said, it took me five minutes and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like yeah. now I can grab the front brake and kind of power in the corners a little bit better. So all those things that they do is may not be much, but from a guy like me that is not around mountain bikes all the time, that stuff's cool. Especially a moto guy. Yeah, know? yeah. So, and, and like I said, they're partnered with moto companies, and they're coming out with sticker kits for these, so you're going to be able to customize them to whatever dirt bike you have. Uh, it'll be pretty cool. I think they're going to come out with Rockstar and Monster stuff, too, and you can put sticker kits on to kind of match your moto bike. So they kind of imagine you having this in your pit and having your Cowie or your Honda and then having the Taser MX to look like that a little bit. So stay tuned for that. So well, That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and again, available through Parts Unlimited or motorcycle dealers everywhere. So... Um, you've ridden, well, you know, you rode a Levo and then you've ridden my tasers a couple of times. Right. Um, what do you think of the difference? And I, I mean, I have way more time than, than you do, but what, <laughs> this, this is so great for me because I feel like I am flipped. Like I'm in the twilight zone right now. I yeah. don't, I don't know shit about this stuff and you're just rambling on about something like I would on a motorcycle. Yeah. 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 Well, I, yeah, you can see that. All right. So, uh, yeah, for me, so I, I try to bring some of my testing knowledge from dirt bikes over here. But again, I am not the end all be all these things. I don't know enough about them. But when I hopped on, I actually went on a ride Sunday with Travis Preston. He has a Levo. So I switched with him and immediately there's things that stood out that I, I thought were a lot different. And most of that was from the engine, from this new Shimano engine I, or motor that is in this intense mx versus the levo one like the levo one for me was a lot jumpier and if i can relate that to the people listening in the motocross world is like if you're rolling a corner and your bike is really herky jerky and you kind of screws up your corner that's kind of what the levo felt like to me because as every time i pedal it was really jerky is really abrupt and no matter what you know i was in eco trail or even boost so with this new Shimano engine that I'm sure you can talk to these people a lot more than I can. It just felt like there was more power there, but also very smooth and easier to get into it. Like if I was accelerating out of a tight little section that we ride out here in the Des, 
it wasn't so jumpy and it didn't make me want to push my front tire out. So that was one thing I noticed. And the second thing was how planted the Taser feels compared to the Levo. And, and I don't know if the Levo is lighter. It feels like the Levo is a little bit lighter, but this Taser feels like it just sticks to the ground better. Yeah, I don't know what model Travis has, so it depends on which model he has as far as the light, uh, the, the weight. But, um, yeah, that's this is an aggressive bike, more so than the regular Taser. It's a little right. more aggressive with the, with the triple clamp fork, you know, the, the angle right. that they've had them on. Um, so they are trying to – I think they're trying to mimic a moto bike, right? Again, with all the companies and all the, the name Taser MX and everything else, they want to get people – who race motocross to, to try on e-bike. And, and so, like you said, the things they've done are kind of want to make it like coming into a turn, sitting down, grabbing some, some pedal and, and coming out of a turn, like a motorbike, you know, it's all the stuff that they want to do. Now, do you remember what it was like compared to the regular taser? It's been so long for you. You're no, I mean, for the, uh, for me, just, it feels similar. I like the bar set up a lot more than your bikes that you have at your house. I feel like I like a little bit wider of a bar. I have a little bit of wider of a bar on my on my normal specialized pedal bike. So I like the, if I could say, the rider triangle of the bicycle, right? It feels, um, it feels just more comfy with a wider bar. And it has a little bit of, of, of height to it, not a much sweep, so pretty flat. So I like that. Um, but for me, just the, the most noticeable thing was how much better this Shimano motor feels compared to the one you have. Like, I feel like it is just, it, it picks up better, you know? Like yeah. I feel like it, it just goes a little bit harder, if I can say that. Like, once you're pedaling, it just yes. feels like I have more, you know, oomph in it. Yeah. You know? This this new motor is called an EP8 from Shimano, and it's no secret, the, the, the Steps 8001 that they've had, for years, Shimano has has fallen behind some of the competitors, like the like the ones that the Specialized uses, and so there's no doubt it's a it's a little bit of a tired motor, let's say. So the new one is lighter; it's 300 grams lighter. It's got 15 newton meters more torque than the other one, which is a pretty big deal when you look at it's 85 newton meters now versus 70. So you look okay. at you know 15 percent, 15 more uh, of a 70, like that's you know 25 percent or whatever that is, 21 percent or something. Um, so there's that. Also, what I noticed, and I, I don't know if you noticed this because you don't have the time that I do. First of all, how many people you think in the world have more miles on a taser than I do? <laughs> Dude, it, that's what I'm saying. I'm in the twilight zone. Right, right. I'm freaking out about how much shit you know about this and how much you ride these things. I think I have 5,000 miles on my three bikes. Dude, I'm telling you, you're like me in the dirt bike. Well, I ride all the time. You ride this e-bike all the time. Yeah. So – Yeah. Did you turn the, the, the assistance off at all ever? Uh, yes. And, dude, that is a massive difference. Uh, Shimano's claiming 36% less drag. So, so that was a was big difference bike, for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was on your bike one time, and it was you, uh, Paul, Parabinos, and me. We went on a ride, and I rode your bike and turned it off, and I was like, holy crap, dude, it's so heavy. Like, I feel like I'm in the tallest gear just grinding and then i tried it with this bike and it wasn't as drastic yeah so but i also noticed yep. too like in eco on this mx i feel like the eco is also not as strong in eco than it is on your normal hmm. taser in eco interesting 
Huh. So it this Shimano motor, this EP8 motor is is an absolute game changer. Uh, it's lighter. It's got more torque. It's quieter. It's easier to pedal when the, when there's no assistance on it, and and that's that's really impressive. Now, from what I understand, the EP8 will uh, retrofit onto the Steps 8000, and the okay. regular Tasers will have EP8 motors at some point. They're going to just you know put those on. This is going to be the this is going to be the high end motor. While the Pro Taser has an 8000, the Expert has a 7000. So on the Pro model, you'll get an EP8 at some point. Um, but for all the stuff you just said, it's a, it's a phenomenal motor. It's a big difference. It's a big difference, and this thing is really good. And and you're going to be have an app soon on it to customize your your power ranges and your power outputs in the different modes. So okay, stay that's t- what I was going to ask you. Yeah, so you can actually because like Travis on his Levo, he could customize his. Is maps, I guess, so to speak. Yes, right? yes, you're going to be able to do that as well. On this, it's going to have a couple of maps loaded into the uh, computer, and you'll be able to adjust more from the app as as you want in, in each one. So, they already have that now, but it's not very user friendly. But um, yeah, it is. Uh, it, this motor was incredible to me. Like, so I've had the MX for five days or whatever it is, maybe longer. Uh, when did you bring it to me? Next last Monday. So yeah, I've had it over last a week. Monday, yeah. yeah, I've had it over a week. And uh, I keep grabbing it to take the bike. That's the bike I keep grabbing because of that motor. It's 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 really really good. Um, suspension? What do you think, dude? I'm so used to riding my you know cross country bike. I get on this thing and I'm like, holy crap! Like I can't believe how how plush and and how easy it is to hit stuff. Like I feel more like I'm on my dirt bike than I do on a bicycle. So I, what I did for my test is. I have three different loops from my house that I do on my cross-country bike. So I did those, and then I did those same loops on this Taser MX. And I don't feel half of the trail like I do on my other bike. Um, My heart rate zones are a little bit lower, but still get enough workout. So for me, it's just the only only negative I would see for having this much suspension where I live, because there's a lot of hardtails on these trails that I live, so it's pretty smooth, unlike your house where it's, Lots of rock. I don't have as much rock. Um, I have a few rocks out here. Just a few. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just noticed the turning radius isn't that good on the Taser MX. I don't know if your normal Taser has that same turning radius. Do you notice that? No, no. It it has a way better turning radius because of the triple clamp fork, right? Right. So, yes, I – that's going to be a negative that we're going to get into. But but suspension-wise – Coil spring on the back. The the Taser MX is three pounds heavier than uh, a regular Taser Pro model, and okay. that's the coil shock, and that's a bigger fork, you know, and a triple clamp and all of that stuff that kind of adds to that three pounds. The motor is lighter, but everything else kind of adds adds weight to it a little bit. Um, coil shock is better than an air shock for me and my size. Now, the why is that? The Olin's guys. I mean, they, I don't have the right spring rate on my MX, apparently. It goes up to 200 pounds, and I am more than that. Um, I think I forgot your spring. I think I have it. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, Intense said they didn't have one. so I think I, I have an extra spring. Oh, so. all right. Well, bring that over, will you? Um, okay. I'm interested to try that. So uh, I feel like um, the air spring on big hits is kind of like an immediate spike and then dull, like spike and then dead feeling. 
Okay. I feel like this coil is like a moto spring. Like it, it, it follows the terrain. It doesn't just bottom and kind of stick a little bit. I feel way more responsive on the coil shock. Hmm. Yeah, for me. See, I'm not going hard like you, dude. I'm I'm not going hard. I don't feel that. I'm a beginner. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. All right. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Um, fork. I like the fork. I was charging hard on it. I've tried some stuff on it. I've done some slap down drops on it and stuff. Now, the the people from Intense were telling me, hey, you're going to love the way this front end feels. Like this is it's aggressive. Like I said, with the radius and yep. it's a triple clamp fork and it's bigger and you're going to really like the feeling. And And I did like it. But I wasn't blown away from my Fox 36 regular taser feeling. I like the shock better than I like. Like the shock was more of an improvement than the fork. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, But, but, you know, I like the, uh, maybe there's something to do with that with the not having the right spring on the back either. You know, what I did notice too for me on the front end, and I, like I said, I come from a you know smaller bike. I like that even though it's a bigger bike, I have a lot of front end lean angle, I guess, traction. And here, it's really loose dirt. And again, I don't know if this is part of the weight or what it is, but when I lean into a corner, I have a lot of positivity in the front end. So maybe that's the clamp, maybe it's the weight, but for whatever reason, I feel like I can lean this bike a lot better than than your current bike that I rode. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and yeah, you got a lot of switchbacks and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like you're going up and down, around trees, down, turning, coming back up. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Yeah. We got a lot yeah. of man-made berms and like, you know, our, mine's a little bit more punchier. Yes. Trails out here. The mine's, mine's faster, more flowy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, the, 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 the motor to me is just... Like I said, it's a game changer. Absolutely, the, the Shimano guys did a great job, um, and and this is this is well needed for for that. So, uh, I and I like the suspension. I like to get the uh, the spring set up for me. You know, it's a little more money this Taser MX than the regular Taser Pro. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. It's a little more money. Um, and you know, and I wonder what the Moto guys will want. I wonder what the Moto guys will pick. Uh, you can go to a Power Sports dealer and get this thing. Um, so that's a positive, you know, and you can do. It looks more racier and everything else. Um, I'm not a big like, hey, let's do, let's go to the shuttle run and go down and, uh, and do some big, huge gaps, right? Like I, I'm too big. The bike's too heavy. I'm too old. I don't want to do that. But I think if you're into that stuff, obviously this would be the choice. The Taser MX would be the choice over the, over the regular Taser. This is, this is built for downhill bombs more so. Right. So That's funny you say that because I got a buddy that goes to Big Bear all the time. He texts me today. He's like, hey, man. That Taser MX is built for Big Bear. Like, we need to go to Big Bear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, right? Uh, that's yeah. not really stuff I ride in or that I want to do because I'm just not good enough and too old. But, but yeah, right. it, I think moto, moto people would like that as far as that goes. Um, what is, the, what is the, the price difference between the regular Taser or the Pro Taser build and versus the Pro build uh, MX? I believe version? it's $700. Yeah, I mean, it's not that much more, right? No, no, no. Right, so... Um, okay. So that's the, that's kind of the basics of the bike. The negatives. Yeah. Turning radius. Um, actually it's a thousand dollars more. Sorry. I just looked it up. Thousand bucks more. Okay. Um, turning radius because of the triple clamp fork, you lose some turning radius and I don't quite know what they can do about it because, 
Okay, so this is kind of like a Levo Canevo copy, right? Uh, uh, the, the intense guys looked at Canevo from Levo, specialized guys, and they, they decided to do that. Um, now, I don't know if that's a different frame. I don't know enough about the specialized line of, of, of bikes. So I don't know if specialized did anything to the frame to accommodate the triple clamps. The Taser did not. It's the same frame, and you lose some turning radius. And there's a couple of turns on my couple of my regular trails that I can't turn as tight. And I wonder, Kiefer, if the guys back east, if you're single track through woods, right? right. Think Minnesota, Michigan, you know what I mean? All that type of stuff. If you're going to notice that back there. Because if we notice it in the Dez of Vegas right. and Hesperia, then maybe that kind of stuff might be not ideal. Yeah. And then, and for me, like I when I got on and I noticed it right away, just moving it around in the garage, I'm like, oh, this thing doesn't turn very good, right? So then I got on the trail, and there's a couple switchbacks that are a little bit, you know, 180. I would I would have to learn, okay, I'm on this Taser MX. I have to set up the corner a little bit different than I normally would. And it would do it, but I would have to be conscious of the radius more than I ever have been on a bicycle. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's probably a good point. You just gotta be conscious of what, what it what it does and how it how it works. Because right. it, it is different than from a regular taser, for sure. Correct. Uh brakes, you did you like the Maguras? I did not like the Maguras at first. I um <laughs> I talked to the guys at Intense, and they said that this is a higher-rated brake than, yep. than, than what I have. So they said stick with it or whatever. So I adjusted the pull because I like a very sensitive brake, and these weren't really sensitive. So okay. I adjusted the pull a little bit and pulled it out. And I think maybe they broke in a little bit. There was some noise from them, but I do like the Maguras now. I like, I, are, they, are they much better than the XTs that are on the Pro model? I don't think so, but, uh, but I like them. But I didn't at first. Yeah, so I feel similar to you. Like, I like the Maguras because they're less grabby. So on a mountain bike, I'm not that good, and I like sometimes I will panic and grab a handful, and they're really progressive, and I like that feel, but they're really strong. So I actually like them a lot, and contrary to what you thought, I I always seem to have squeaky brakes on other bikes. I have yet to hear my brakes squeak on this. Even though when I'm coming down these hills I and I drag the rear brake, I haven't. Um, either A, haven't got it hot enough to squeak, or it just hasn't done it yet, so I haven't heard anything from it. So, mm, yeah, me, no. it's, it's, a, it's a step up. I'm getting a little bit uh, of noise. I'm going to get to these pads called MTX. Guy is sending me some pads to try, um, so we'll see. How the, uh, I'll report on those at some point. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I, liked, I liked all that. I like the Renthal 35 bar. You know, it's got yeah. a bigger OD uh, a crossbar on it, or a bigger bar on it, and uh, I like that. I... I like the cockpit, like you were saying. Um, I have Renthal's on one of my tasers, and the other one I have the fast bar on. And the fast bar is wider, and I like a narrower bar. So okay. um, you and I are a little bit opposite that way. Um, but I do like the way it fits with the ODIs and the Renthal's and, and all of that. feels really good that way. Yeah. Um, also, for me, Travis rode this, and he after he got off this, that you know that's the first thing he said. He's like, I need to get some new bars because these things are just way better. Hmm. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. Taser MX available power sports dealers nationwide or motorsport.com as well. Uh we'll have that of course. Uh but uh man, do you want to talk more about that motor? That motor that EPA motor cuz what what I want to talk about is my I don't want to say I'm I'm all in. I don't want to say this. But here's my here's what I've experienced so far when I've actually had one to ride. So as you'd mentioned, my buddy Greg just retired 33 years out of the, the, the sheriff's department. He needed to get in shape. And I've been t- telling him, regardless of what you think, hey, you need an e-bike. 
he was anti-e-bike. Well, we had both of them here at that one time for a couple of days. He rode mine. I rode yours. By the, the 15th mile, he was like, this is the most fun I've had in a long time. And he couldn't believe how much of a workout he actually got. So that was a good indicator for me, like, oh, this is really cool. I took Heather out. I rode my own pedal bike. She went with me, and she did this whole loop with me that normally I'm bitching and complaining about because she's too slow, and I can't get a good enough workout in, so then I have to go back out and do another workout. She went with me. I got a great workout. She was on my ass the whole time. She got a good workout in, and there was no yelling. There was no, no, there was no bitching and complaining. It was, it was awesome. That, that check marked the box as well. So for me, there is a lot of positives to have this Taser MX bike, especially for me doing what I do. Um, I see, and at Loretta's, that's all I saw were people riding e-bikes around the pit. So I, uh, I'm, I'm, creep, I'm creeping in, Steve. I'm creeping in. I'm not yeah, saying. Yeah, but what you're doing what you're doing is you're giving us a backhanded compliment is what you're doing. That's what you, that's what's going on with you. So I just I need proof and I and this did, is giving me proof. Did you ride an eco? What's what mode did you ride in for the most part? Um most of the time I rode in trail. Okay. All right. Um well that's okay. I'm not like you guys that say, "Oh, I'm an eco the whole time and you're really not." No, I, I am. But I am. I so, I went out today for two and a half hours. I never once put it in trail. I went out the other day for two hours. I put it in trail for 30 seconds up up this big hill. So you're never in boost? Never. I'm in you boost. You never even experience it? No. I've ridden it. I've tried it, but I know, now I know what it's like. I don't, I don't ride boost. I do put it in boost if I'm coming back to the truck and I want to kill the battery. That's something that people should know is that these lithium batteries have a memory. And it's good to completely kill the battery now and then. Okay. So I, if, I, if, I, if I come close to a end of a ride and I only have a little bit of life left, I'll put it in boost, ride around a parking lot or ride up a hill, you know, somewhere to drain right. the battery before I get back to the truck. And that's it. Um, I didn't know that. Yes. So, um, but what you're doing is you're, <laughs> you're giving us the back, the, the, all the e-ambassadors out there like myself. You're saying your wife can go with you. Greg, who's out of shape, can get an e-bike. Like, you're not understanding that people in shape, like Travis Preston, who is CrossFit, and he's he's just ripped. He loves an e-bike. Janky Mike is in shape, and Janky loves it. Like, you're... Not you're saying they're 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 for these people like like women who want to ride with their dudes and out of shape guys and all that and I appreciate that. Thank you for coming around and, and acknowledging there is a, a spot for these. <laughs> oh, but God. you're not coming all the way for me. No, I'm not in all the way. Yet. Right? No. Yeah. No, you're not. You're not. So uh, we'll we'll get but you there. But here's the thing. I like and and I think you're a little bit like this. Maybe not as much as me. I'm not a gnarly dude. I'm not Johnny O. On a bicycle, I'm not J-Mart, but I like to suffer. I like it. I'm sure you do too. Otherwise, you wouldn't do what you're doing. 110 degrees out in Vegas, you're pedaling two hours. There is some suffering going on, and I feel like I enjoy that suffering with just a normal bike. But I would love to have one of these in my shop along with my bicycle to do certain zones that I need to be in, that it's hard for me to be in 
on a normal bicycle because I don't want to be cooped up indoors on a spin bike or, or go out on my road bike. I want to be out in nature and ride my bicycle, get a workout in, and get the proper areas that I need to work in. This thing does that for me, so I will give you that. You wouldn't even call it a bicycle. You said you'd want to have one along with a bicycle. <laughs> this is a bicycle. Dude, it, feels, it feels like a dirt bike when I ride it. That's what I feel like. You know what's cool is like this new motor, and again, I'm harping on this EP8 motor. This new motor, I have so much time on the old one that I, I have this new motor. And yeah, if you are coming into a turn, you sit down into it, you grab, you know, you, you set up the pedals and you come out of it, and it is a little bit of a motocross feeling. It really is. It's yeah. pretty cool that way. Yeah, it's like, yeah. dude, it's so fun, especially with these man-made berms and these little jumps that we have out here. It is it's a blast to ride. It's I'm telling you right now, it is super fun. I wish I knew more people with them because it would be so fun to get five or six of your buddies out there and just say, hey, we're having a boost day and right. go out and boost and just rip. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, Taser MX, intense, folks. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Renthal and Maxis. Speaking of Renthal and Maxis, they are on... They are on uh, the Taser MX. So, uh, Chris Kiefer, how long are you going to have this for? Man, I'm going to try to keep it as long as I can. I'm going to tell Christy that I would like to use it as much as I can. And you I, know, let's do some durability on this thing. I will you get know? it. I will get it taken away from you if if I don't feel like you're using it properly or talking <laughs> about it enough. I will. I will make a call. Hey, we didn't talk about battery life. Yep. What about it? Uh, so I went out uh, about. Almost a three-hour ride. I did almost 40 miles, and I still had one bar left in 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 the tank there. How much elevation? I was, um, I was like 2,600. Hmm. Wow, that's pretty was, good. I've I have not experienced that. I'm pretty impressed. I guess because you're lighter than I am, right? And and I was in eco and trail. That's what I stayed in. Hmm. You weigh how much? 168. I'm like 230. So I'm 60 pounds more than you. So I so did I did. I did a battery durability on it. I, I really oh, did. Yeah. I, okay. And I sent it I sent it into the intense guys. Um I did 3100 feet 2 hours and 40 minutes. Okay. 29 miles, 29 or 30 miles. Okay. So a little bit less mileage than you, a little more climbing. Uh, a little bit less time than you, and I was pretty much dead. Hmm. But but it was so I did. that's more than I would get normally. So I'm looking at my my specs here. So 2750 was the elevation. I did 37.2 miles, and it was two hours and 52 minutes. And then you had one bar left, or do you know the mileage left? Uh, like obviously you were on red, right? You you were on red, obviously. But yeah. Um. Okay, yeah. You kind of see. I don't. I mean, I had one bar left too, but I was looking at mileage also. So. Oh yeah. So okay. okay, but yeah, and also too, by the way, the EP8 motor is much more friendly than the old one with the controls up and down, and there's a control on the on the dashboard now. I really like the dashboard as opposed to the to this to the specialized ones. I like the little dashboard that has a. Has your odometer, has your speed, has the time, has the mo miles left, and all that stuff. I like that. Um, so, uh, I, from what I understand, too, and I've come from some, you know, electric background with Alta, is I think it only uses power 
when you're pedaling. When you're not pedaling, it's not using the power. That correct? is correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So we're you're a little bit better battery left than I am, but we're when you look at the weight difference of myself and you, and you look at you know the kind of I have a more elevation, a little bit more elevation than you did. So yeah, we were. We were close, I guess. You were a little right. bit better, but yeah. So that's kind of an idea, and oh, that and my ride was all eco, all eco. Okay. You were on trail a little bit, so that gives you people who are listening though an idea of how long they can go for. You know, right. and I was that's what that's what that was shocking to me. I was like, man, this is actually was a long ride, and I still had enough to get back to home. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, intense. You know, they have a they can change out the battery. Some bikes you can't do that. Uh, intense. One of the things they like to say is you you have a key. You can pop the side panel off, take the battery out, drop it in a new battery, and go riding again. Um, but uh, uh, I don't know about carrying a battery in a backpack. I'm not sure if I'm down with that. <laughs> They're pretty heavy. But that... yeah, I guess these diehards, what Christy told us was these diehard guys do that. They really? want to get an extra battery, they throw in the pack, and then they'll go on long rides. Oh, my so. God. I can't even imagine. I did think about going on a long ride and stashing the battery the night before somewhere. Oh, there you go. Like in a bush, you know, somewhere or, or whatever, and then and then doing yeah. this long ass ride, and then just changing the battery out, and and then picking up the battery later. So, but anyways, um, yeah. So, all right. Well, you're coming around. You know, I'm I, having a great time. It's a great. It's a it's a fun bike. Um, so everybody this, that seems to ride it loves it. So, so okay, I know. Uh, the number plate. Where do you stand on the number plate on the front? Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> so. I had three people, t- two people told me that is not good. One person was like, that looks cool. And I think I'm on the fence. So we're, we're all over the place. I'm on the fence. One guy thought it was cool. And two of my buddies said that that thing's got to go. And you say it's yeah, got to go. Just, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not a racer mountain bike guy. So I don't really need it. I don't really want it there. I don't really put numbers on my bikes here <laughs> in, at the house. Right. Well, number one, so, you leave number one on for Dunge. Yeah, yeah, I have done that. Yes, but like on my own stuff, if if I'm not racing, I just don't have numbers. So, yeah, I, if I was gonna get it, I would take the number plate off. No big deal. Ah, but I think if you took it off, it would look weird with that triple clamp and the stem there, and you have you'd have cables. There. I don't know. I t- yeah, well, let's see. I'm gonna take it off. Maybe we'll see how it looks. But take it off. Just run freestyle it. You know? Yeah, yeah, just freestyle it. Um, so the worst thing about it, the turning radius. Best thing about it That's is all it. the fun. For me, that was the only huge negative for me. Yeah. was was just the turning radius for me. Everything else, like, again, like I said, I'm not um, the big e-bike test guy, but that's the only thing I really thought was was a bad point. Right. Yeah, yeah I think I would agree with that. So now for people who, like I do get, obviously e-bikes are a big part of the Pulp Show, and we talk about it a lot. I get pushback on the price, and I get it. Uh, you know, I mean, just it's not even an intense thing. It's just an e-bike thing. This is $8,000. The Taser Pro is seven thousand dollars. The Taser Expert is um, fifty-eight, I think, or something. So it's six and eight thousand bucks. Yeah, like you know. So yeah, I get it. Like they're they're not. Yeah, they're not cheap. Um, you're getting a lot for that. You're getting an all carbon frame, you know. And and when you compare it to some of the other brands and they're high end, it's cheaper than that than those ones. But uh, yeah, there's some pushback on price, and I get it, people. Um, you know, so. Um, I understand it, but they're, they are a lot of fun. Oh man. I can't tell you how many people have tried, tried an e-bike for the first time over here and just loved it. Just like Greg and and Travis Preston and Janky Mike and maybe you. Well, here's the thing. You get any bicycle that is, is mid, mid grade or up, you're going to spend $5,000 or up. I mean, I bought my specialized, it was 6,000 bucks. Um, so in the realm of bicycles, 
it is right on par. It's it's the it's the same. So it shouldn't be a huge shock to everybody, you know. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I agree for sure. So. Uh, thank you to Race Tech as well. Race Tech uh, Pulp Twenty is the code to save with those guys. Get your motor work done. Get some suspension work done. The folks at Race Tech. Uh, have you done anything with Race Tech lately, Kiefer? Uh, yeah, we just did a uh, YZ125 with them. Okay. Uh, CRF250R. Did a lot with them. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, so yeah, thanks. Thanks to Race Tech, uh, Renthal, of course, and Mountain Bike Company. That's got a lot of Mountain Bike parts and uh, Max's tires, and of course the folks at Fly Racing. I rolled my Fly Racing. Jersey today out there. Uh, I always, I'm, I'm been bugging JT and Max to step up their mountain bike apparel game, and uh, neither one seemed to care or listen to me at all. I need to get. I'm some... still running like three, four year old fly mountain bike shoes. Yeah, your, your setup needs help badly, badly. I don't. I just think I don't care. I know. I know you don't. I know. Um, all right. So yeah. Hey, do you think? Okay. Do you think Clark Jones would know how to revalve the Olin stuff on a bicycle? Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. He he. First of all, he started K two suspension, right? So you're telling he would just laugh at it and, and revalve away. Now I don't know if he'd have the shims or not. Who knows what kind of shims it takes? But, um, right. but he would know how to do it. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Anybody has any questions? Uh, hit up Chris Kiefer on Instagram about the uh, about the Taser. Oh, don't line. Don't hit up me on Instagram. I'm good. EP eight motor. It's a great motor. Oh. Hey, even even our our buddy Port A Ray, he thought he thought it was really good too. When did he ride it? I don't know. He commented on the social media post. Was like, "Bro, that motor is so good." Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, no, it looks it's it's it, the one thing where the Levos, the guys that specialize to put out a good product, they've done a, a really good job with their bikes, obviously. And uh, more people in the motocross industry probably have specialized than than Intensis. Um, there's no doubt. I think about that. And what they've done really well is this motor. They use a Brosh or Bros motor, and it has been a really good motor it's quiet it's powerful it's got good battery life and all of that and and uh this new ep8 though is just as good to me this is now on that level and then when you add in everything else the intense guys have to me it's uh it's awesome so uh i'm really a fan of this motor as you can tell if you're listening to this podcast so so as an e-bike owner and you have several i have i have five i have five right now what is the maintenance schedule do you really have to do a lot to these things well, you just give Tits Legendary uh, a Wagyu ribeye, and he does a uh, uh, tomahawk ribeye, and he does all the work for you. It's great. Oh, really? So he's your he's your practice mechanic? <laughs> no. Um, well, you know what you got to do, Kiefer, is is you don't got to do a lot, but where you ride depends on what goes on, right? So my stuff gets hammered pretty good because of right. the rocks and everything else. So I, I, I'm constantly kind of checking things and putting a wrench on things. And, you know, I had a derailleur break on me, um, nothing to do with the bikes, just, just snapped. I must've hit a rock or something. I have taken out some spokes lately. Um, I changed the rear brake pads on one bike. I think I had, I think I had 1400 miles on it and changed the rear brake pads. Um, yeah. So that kind of stuff, you know, Okay. I've gone right. through a few different cables, a few different shifting cables, um, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't know how the reliability was or if there was any problems with the motors or... or no, what, you know? I had one motor that got warrantied. Yeah, I had an issue with one motor. And then I had another issue with a bolt backing out, but that, was on, uh, that wasn't on me. That was a shop that did the work the first time on the motor. They, I okay. warrantied a motor, put it in, then the bolt backed out and caused another problem with the motor. So, hmm. um, All right, well, yeah. So thanks, everybody, for checking this podcast out and uh, get on an e-bike and, uh, and let, let, let us know what you think of the Taser. MX from the folks at Intense, or just get a regular Taser also. Uh, they're all great. So, um, Kiefer, before I let you go, so. Yep. 
The Don't twen- forget to tell them, hey, pulpmx.com. There's a review on it as well. Yes, so. Kiefer wrote a review. If you want to read it, go ahead, check it out. Um, uh, 2021 Honda 450. So this is kind of the bike everybody's waiting on right now, right? It's the bike yeah. everybody wants to t- talk about. Honda is pretty much all new, I would say, right? Is there – how many parts would share – Sure. Uh, front, front wheel, you can you can use the front wheel, and that's about it. Yeah. So exactly. So it, it it's pretty new. So okay. Um, when's it coming out? So we are riding it September sixteenth. Um. So all the media will be at Glen Helen on that day, riding it, testing it. So I'm sure you'll see some stuff up on the evening of the sixteenth or the seventeenth. And uh, so you know we'll have something for Pulp. We'll be Racer X. We'll be uh all different kinds of avenues to get your information. But uh, for me, I've been riding this bike for almost almost two years. So I've been a, I've been a harsh critic at Honda, and Honda the guys always give me a hard time because for me, I'm, I'm their harshest critic. Like, I have been known to, to talk a lot of bad things about what Honda needs to do to make their bike better. And when I'm being the R&D guy there doing stuff, I'm very vocal about, hey, we need to do this, this, and this. And sometimes it doesn't always happen, as you know. So I feel like um, I will be very pleased to see what other people think. Um, that doesn't mean I'm just biased to this bike. I don't know how it's going to do in shootouts and things. And I just know it is a lot better than a current 2020 Honda 450. Now, the motor was pretty good on a 20. It hit hard. You know, it, it, it was a good motor. Was it a Blue Crew motor? No. It probably didn't have the uh, breadth, the, the length of power that the Yamaha does. Um, did you kind of leave that alone? Honestly, it was a better engine. It, was, it had more power than a Yamaha, but the downside to that was it was, wasn't as controlled yeah, no, it, as the Yamaha. That's the no, downside. It's not, it's not as good. Not as good. Um, um, but so, so do you take that and almost leave that alone and be like, hey, we know this is good? No. So what what we tried to do is create a little bit more power, but make it have more rear wheel connection. Um, so that, for me, is what was accomplished. I think the overall broad power feel is better, but now you have more of a linear pull and more connection to the rear wheel than ever before. Because as we were talking about with the Taser MX, that herky-jerky feeling, that's what that Honda had. And it was just too fast. These older guys would buy this bike, and they'd be like, holy shit, Kiefer, I can't ride this son of a bitch because it's too gnarly. And then you find yourself having to buy an ignition. You have to do all the other shit to it. And you're like, it's too much bike. I'm out. End up selling it. So now 21's coming, a friendlier bike, not as gnarly, but still has a lot of power. Did you accomplish that through you know changing of the frame? spars and kind of doing a frame change to accommodate you know kind of torque of the motor to to have some connection to the rear wheel is that was that a massive difference i think i think all of it has to do it goes hand in hand right yeah. so the frame the engine what they did and um the downdraft how that that how that works and creates horsepower but yes for me if they did nothing else mm-hmm. i would just want to work on chassis right because it was a stiff feeling motorcycle, and unless you were riding soft, soft conditions with soft bumps, the bike was just sketchy to ride. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, not to say I would have done any better last year at the nationals, but I feel like if I that the bike that I rode was a calmer bike, I probably would have did better than I did. 
And for me, I just ride a, a slower bike a little bit better. And right. being that has 450 cc's, ain't no one using all that shit. So, so Gumby likes it? Gumby Geyser has liked it? I Trey Kennard has I liked mean, it? You know what? Trey was a part of the process as well. We had Trey out a few times um, to ride it. And, of course, he knows the Honda at the highest level. He rides the race bike. And he was even like, man, this is such a better baseline than what we've had. It's only going to make their bike even better when they get it, you know? So um, he felt similar things that I did when we were testing. And his complaints to the team were similar to what I had with the production team. So um, it was nice to have him out. It was good to get his feedback and direction. And it's cool to see um, a lot of us on the same page when we're testing. Because sometimes you have these test guys. And one guy likes this, the other guy doesn't, and then the Japanese look at you like, well, which way are we going? And it's hard to rein that in. But in this case, everyone was on the same page, and the direction was moving forward at all times. Do you ever see an OEM turning their motor around, a la Yamaha? Or, you know, even, I mean, it's been done before. Cannondale did it and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So um, do you see, like, there is no doubt that the, especially the 250F on Yamaha, that is... That is why it is so good. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. Do you see an OEM doing that? I don't think so. I just think there's a lot of um, – there are some negatives to that. And what, I know what's the negative? Um, the way the bike corners and handles, uh, the, way, the way the bike reacts to the throttle when you rev it in the air, just things like that, they feel a little bit different than when I ride other bikes. Listen, dude, I'm talking 250F. I'm not talking 450. I'm talking 250. I mean, yeah. Look at you want me to be JT and say, sure, yeah, it's possible they do that, <laughs> but I, you know, like, uh, yeah, just, right. No, yeah, I get it. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah sure, a possible they could do that, but no, I don't think they'll do that because one cost. Uh, the the Japanese are so gnarly with with keeping what they have to yeah. make better yeah, versus yeah. doing something ground up. You know. Yeah. Well, um, Yamaha did it, but yeah, I get I get what you're saying. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, for sure. I just don't see another, ja- at least a Japanese right. manufacturer going, all right, we're going to do what Yamaha did, does in a different way. I just don't see it. Uh, also, you took one exhaust off. That's, that's key. It's very key. The balance is now going to be interrupted. The perfect Dude, balance on both it's sides. It's funny because I laugh because it's the same thing when KTM had no link, right? They're like, we're never getting a link. We don't need it. It doesn't need it. It's better. And then... Next year comes. Oh, we got a link. This is better. This is. I'm like, what do you do as a marketing guy? What the fuck do you do? I mean, you can't spin it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so. Uh, no. Um, all right. Well, cool. I'm looking forward to it. It's exciting. I want to see what people think about. It. You know what I mean? I'm at, listen. I'm Blue Crew. Uh, I, you know, I believe in Blue hey. Crew, and uh, it's the bike of the year, and it's one shootouts for like three years straight. So. Justin Barsha shreds uh, on it. I mean, it's it's the bike, but I love anything that's good. So Yamaha's, I love that bike. I love a KTM. Um, hopefully, this Honda doesn't shit the bed like 2009 did. Yeah, yeah, really, right? So, <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. I'm afraid of all this hype, and and with all the hype, no matter what, Honda always has the most hype because yeah, Honda it does. They do. They do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. And uh, and you, if you overpromise and underdeliver, I I mean, it's tough. So hopefully yeah. uh, it does good. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, uh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing it. So end of the month, we'll know all about it. and It'll be out. And uh, 
Does it, will the rice team once again complain about shortage of parts for it, or do you think we'll be all right? Well, I've been hearing that um, a lot of my buddies have pre-ordered them, and they're not getting them till into oh, uh, October. Oh and boy, here we go. The dealers, the dealerships are only getting two two units per dealership. Oh jeez, yeah. So yeah. it's it's going to be a tough tough right. going, and then that means the prices are going to be expensive. Listen. If you don't get an e-bike, can you at least get a new mountain bike? I mean, your 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 uh, specialized is showing somewhere some age here. Can you at I'm least not... get a new bike? It's expensive. Intense will help you out. Look, it's expensive. I don't got an extra four grand to dump on a bike when mine pedals just fine. <laughs> All right. What are the chances that you get an e-bike in the next year? Ooh, you want you want a, a percentage? Yeah, percent pie. Seventy five percent. Yes. And not because for me, for Heather. I don't really want to get into this, but your wife, your beautiful wife, lovely wife, at one time, <laughs> talked some crap on e bikes. This she did. She did. What'd she say? I was going to loan you my spare one at one point, and she made a couple of comments about, I want to get some exercise. I want to get, I want to get on a bicycle. I feel like I want to get some exercise. <laughs> and that was all I needed to be like, okay, no problem. Oh, Look, so, we all know the sides of my wife, right? So who knows what time of the month it was. <laughs> it could have been anything, right? Okay. So, all right. All right. I'm just saying. She was no one time I felt like she was, you know, not on board either. But, uh, yeah, no, they're fantastic. So. Uh, um, well, can, can we talk about one thing about the e-bike? Why are there so many actual hate, hate, like Lissamore, he's out. He doesn't want anything to do with e-bike. Yeah. Why? Yeah. No, he called the taser MX. He said, uh, all you need is a motorcycle or you need a, I forget what he said. You got a motorcycle now or something. Yeah. It's whatever. I yeah. don't know. I don't, is this like a quad versus dirt bike okay. thing? Is this, all, all I gotta say about Lissamore is that when he was here in Vegas with me for a month, he rode my e-bike as much as he rode his pedal bike. Oh, okay. Yeah, he well, just he go. just kept grabbing the e-bike to go out with me. It was really amazing. It was incredible. Just kept grabbing the e-bike over and over. Well, if you're riding an e-bike and you're on a normal pedal bike, that's bullshit. No, he's he's in shape. He's awesome. He's gnarly. So it, you don't understand. You can be in shape, but you're gone, dude. No, Lissamore was staying with me. He was able to stay with me. He's in good shape. He bicycles a lot. He was fine. All right. So that's gnarly. Yeah, he was fine. He just uh, yeah no he you know. More and more, you grab the regular bike, so or the e-bike, I should it, say. Yeah. All right. Can well, we get, can we yeah. get John Eric back on? Because I just want to be inspired again. Yeah, we need to. We gotta get. We gotta get Jeb back on for sure. Yeah, hundred yes. percent. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, hey, that's the scoop on the uh, new Intense Taser MX. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Fly and Rental and Maxis for coming on board this podcast, and, and Kiefer, you as well. Uh, enjoy the Taser MX, and uh, we will see you up here for the Pulp MX show uh, soon. I am sure. Thanks, buddy. I'll see you on the trail. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends. 
and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts.